Leadership Requested. I'm your host, Juliana Grace. In this podcast, we introduce leaders from all over the world who are sharing their personal stories of triumph and tribulations. They let you into their lives and discuss their unique path to becoming the leaders they are today. Thank you for tuning in. We want everyone to know that they have the skills and life experience to become leaders in their personal lives, workplaces, and communities. New episodes of Leadership Requested come out every Wednesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcast directory. Our guest today is my mom and host of Leadership Requested, Jen Rebar. We started this podcast to share stories of leaders, and now we're taking a step back and sharing her story. Through traumatic childhood and turbulent teen years, my mom used leadership to pave a path fueled by positivity that shaped the rest of her life. Thank you for letting me interview you. Let's jump right in. So what led to you becoming a leader? I think for me, a lot of it was being put in that position out of necessity. The way I was raised, I was put in charge a lot of my siblings and of various people in my life. And I took that role naturally, but I also liked being in that role. It gave me a lot of security knowing that I had some control over my life, even though there wasn't a lot of control in a lot of other situations. So I learned that being able to be in charge not only made me feel secure, but it also made the people around me feel secure. And I really liked being able to take care of people in that way. So leadership for me had a very servant leadership quality to it. I really enjoyed and felt fulfilled with taking care of other people. So that continued on throughout my childhood and into my teen years and in becoming a mom and throughout a lot of other areas in my life in volunteering. And then as I came into the workforce in customer service roles and account management roles and management roles and taking care of my staff and things like that. So I think the fact that I had to take on responsibility throughout my childhood and teenage years because of my circumstances, it allowed me to realize how much I enjoyed taking care of people and how much more control I would have over my life and how much joy I can bring to others when it was done well. And I really naturally fell in that role and really enjoyed it. So I really wanted to strive to do it well. Being pushed into leadership so early on, how did that affect your high school and your school life? It was hard at times. The fact that I had so much responsibility at home took its toll on my school responsibilities. I wasn't always able to do everything I wanted to do. I wasn't always to attend all the time because I had to attend to things at home. But it also made me have to work harder to be able to have even half the opportunities that maybe some of my classmates had. And it also made me really appreciative of the things that I did get to have. The opportunities I got to have, such as being involved in clubs. I was super nerd involved in Future Business Leaders of America. But in that, I got to travel and go on trips where I got to work on teams and present Um, in front of huge crowds. And I got to put together annual reports and learn how to operate Excel at a level that 
a lot of adults don't these days. I got to learn how to dress professionally at a young age when a lot of kids maybe emulate what they see on TV and not what you should actually be wearing into <laughs> the boardroom. I really took these opportunities a lot differently than my classmates. I think some of my classmates maybe just saw it as a day away from school or an opportunity to hang out with friends, but it was my lifeline and my way out of my circumstances. So I took every opportunity <laughs> as this is the future I could have if I could work hard enough to get the scholarships and get the opportunities and learn the experience and find the mentors. So for me, it was just a whole new world outside of what I grew up in. So you were a leader in school and out of school and just all the time. Super nerd, yes. That <laughs> definitely qualifies to what I was, and I enjoyed being that. <laughs> and it it fit who I was. It fit what I my natural personality <laughs> and, and characteristics of all the nerdiness, yes. So what would you say was your introduction to the business world, the working world? For me, it was in my mid-20s. I went through life changes and suddenly found myself needing to work. And my job experience at that point was some retail and a lot of volunteer experience and then my high school experience. And that wasn't a lot. Really, the first job that I had that was a big job for me was at an insurance company. And I started just kind of as assisting in the, not necessarily a file room, but I was just assisting with life and health insurance. And I always find myself incredibly lucky to have gotten that job because I had amazing people who worked with me. And they were amazing mentors who taught me the fundamentals of business. They taught me networking skills. They took me under their wing in personal and professional ways and helped me grow so much in the short time that I worked there because it was less than two years. They got me up and running so fast. Within three months of being there, I went from just assisting the department to actually having my insurance license and being able to be an active participant in the team and being able to meet with clients and have my own book of business and contributing. To be needed like that was awesome. It's exactly what I needed for my own personal confidence. It's what I wanted to contribute all the knowledge I did have from my volunteer experience and high school experience and things. So having that first job was really the security, and security is the wrong word, but it was really the confidence boost I needed to know that I was on the right path and that all the inherent leadership stuff that I had, the leadership parts of me that I knew that I had had since a kid in high school, that that wasn't just childish stuff. That was stuff that I could actually use in the workplace and, and make money off of and make my living off of. Your first job in your early 20s and now your career has matured so much. You have a new title, more pay. How did you get from that small job where you were learning everything you can to now when you're kind of teaching people? Well, it's funny you mentioned the word learning because that's a lot of it. I took a very unique route in my life 
as much studying and hard work as I put into high school, my life had a lot of unique turns. I ended up not going the college route, which is something that is very much needed in most job markets these days. Having that bachelor's degree or master's degree is something that most, if not all, employers are looking for. So I felt like coming into the job market in my early 20s was really difficult. I was starting at the bottom rung of the ladder. I had all the work ethic and the passion, all of that working for me, but not having the education was something that was a struggle. So I made up for that by learning as much as I could and getting as many certifications as I could, learning from as many mentors as I could, and just working as hard as I could in as many areas. There were still a lot of setbacks. I had financial setbacks. I had health setbacks. I had layoffs that happened from companies that were sold. One thing after another that really kept trying to deter my course. But ultimately, I knew that I wanted to make a difference in any company that I worked for. I wanted to be in a position where what I did could affect change. I wasn't a person who was very content with just clocking in in the morning, doing my work and going home at the end of the day and not thinking about anything else. I really love living and breathing my job and having that be my passion and spending all my time thinking about it because... I really love to love what I'm doing. And I think that learning everything you can, if maybe your circumstances aren't ideal, find another way. I have had to find another way a lot. A lot of doors have been closed. A lot of doors have been non-existent and a lot of doors have been slammed. And I have just had to find a workaround. Some windows have been open, some have been painted shut, some you've had to break. But just continuing to press forward throughout any sort of circumstance to continue to choose myself and choose my future and be the example that I wanted to be for you and your brother. And more than just providing, but also showing you the example of a person and a parent that I wanted to be was always such a big priority for me that settling never was something that was ever in my mind. I just had to keep pushing and trying. And then when I did clock in in the morning, I wanted to be the best possible, insert title here, (laughs) that I could be. Whether, you know, my job was to be cleaning up floors or doing filing or data entry, I don't want my name associated with bad work. So I want to be the best that I can be at that. And I want to try and have my attitude be reflective of that too, because my personal brand is my reputation. And that's something that follows you. You can leave a job, you can be laid off, you can quit, you can move on to another company. But 10 years from now, when you run into somebody, or if someone's name gets brought up, you remember what it was like to work with them. You remember 
remember what their quality of work was. And I just have always wanted to be someone who was known for having an incredible work ethic and being someone who was great to work with and who was someone who made everybody's life just a little bit easier. I set that expectation for myself. It's been something that's not always been easy. It's definitely stressed me out quite a bit, but it's allowed me to aim a little bit higher and not settle for status quo. Not settling is is super important to me because I feel like I can always be a little bit better. So that's the goal. I'll always be a little bit better. What can I do better? How can I make it just a little bit more, a little bit extra, reach another person, be a little bit nicer, create another raving fan, do something more? So I have seen you go through a lot of ups and downs in your career. How have you still continued to praise positivity and stick with the positive outlook that you have? By not always being positive. I have gone through dark, 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 dark times, deep depressions, ugly, dark times. When, you know, I've lost my job, I've seen my friends lose their jobs. I wasn't able to find a job for several months, or I was in a job that just had a terrible toxic work environment where going to work every day was miserable. And the mental and emotional strain of it was too much. Those times make you realize that being dark and going through it dark isn't going to help you. It makes it worse. It's a lot harder. And I have found through having more of a support system that when you're a little bit more positive, when you try and reframe the situation and look at it from a different point of view, maybe not such a dark point of view, it's a little bit easier to get through. Sometimes this involves some medication or (laughs) talking to a counselor or a psychiatrist or just regrouping. Sometimes it involves leaving that job or that situation or not being around those people. Sometimes it involves a really big crisis, but positivity, changing that mindset, not living in the dark is a lot better. It's not easy, especially for someone like me. Someone like me appears really bright and shiny, but being bright and shiny takes effort. It takes work. I was actually talking to someone last week and I tend to be the biggest cheerleader for other people and not so much for myself. And it actually, I wore a hairband on my wrist and I would snap the hairband every time that I said something negative about myself because telling myself, oh, you're stupid. Why'd you do that? Or, you know, you're never going to be able to make that happen comes to me really easily. So I would actually have to have a physical reminder to myself to stop being so mean to myself because I certainly am a lot darker with myself than I am with others. So I think after a lot of years of practice and a lot of time of being in the dark, standing in the light is a lot more comfortable. Giving yourself the permission to be comfortable and happy is better for you and it's also better for everybody else. It's okay to go through dark times. Maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's not your fault. If it's your fault, you're okay. You're human. And if it's not your fault, it's okay. You're human and you're going to get through it because 99% of the time, if not 99.9% of the time, you're going to get through it. You can get through it with a good attitude or a bad attitude. Just depends on how bad you want your day to be. (laughs) 
know you've taught me to be positive and I'm really thankful to have you to teach me to persevere. So how did you go from a young woman in her 20s starting her first job to starting your own business, your own podcast, your own movement in a way? Painfully and <laughs> uh, through a lot of mistakes. This is not my first rodeo. I started my first business in my late 20s. After being in health and wellness for a while, I wanted to start my own wellness company. And I did with no money, no help, and no plan. And it did not last very long. And I should not say, I take that back, I did not have no support. I did have some help. I have a, a business partner that I was working with. However, I still had no plan. I really did not think about what I was getting into. I had all the passion and none of the training or programming. And that failed. I tried again in my early 30s to start a cupcake business. And I did really, really well. And it took off really, really fast. But because I had no plan, it failed. <laughs> So with starting this business, it started out of a passion like the other two. I love talking to people. I love talking to people about their stories, their stories about leadership, their stories about how they became who they are in business and as leaders, whether it be in the community or as teens or in the senior community, anywhere in life. I think that everybody has a story to tell. When the pandemic hit, I think for me, I became so retrospective because we all had this brand new reality and we were all forced to sit with our own <laughs> thoughts and we were shut off from the world and suddenly everything was online. For me being the introvert that I am, I really missed connecting in the small moments that I had with people. I've always been the type of person who runs into random people at Walgreens or <laughs> just random interactions where I get to hear people's stories and I was missing that. And so I wanted a platform to do that and I wanted other people to be able to hear these stories. I think at a time when the world is in crisis, we really need good people to have a platform. And we need to know that good people aren't just the ones who are changing the world on these big stages and in big ways. Good people are changing the world by going to work and being good leaders, by going out into the community and being good leaders, by just being. I want other people to know that whether it's Monday morning and they're frustrated and they don't know how they're going to get through the rest of the day, that they can listen to a podcast about a normal person who just is doing normal things and they had a normal life and they did it. Maybe someone's listening and they didn't go to college and they don't have the master's and they're applying to jobs right now. And they're just looking for a job like I have. And they're looking to make an impact on the world and have a podcast. And they're just looking for something. And they feel like they're not equipped. And now they can hear my story and they can know all you have to do is take the step and you're equipped. Just do it. If you have the passion and you want to learn how to do it, jump and do it and you can do it. I think there's a lot of other people. And so far, we've had a lot of people raise their hand and say that they're the kind of leaders out there who 
are doing it. I appreciate that. And I'm glad that we've had such an amazing response. It, it truly, it, I haven't been able to stop smiling for weeks because every time I talk about it, every time I get posts and, and emails about it, it makes my heart so happy to know that I'm not the only person who gets so excited about being able to share this passion for goodness and people and helping because that's, that's truly what I feel like life is all about. There's so much bad things to focus on. Focusing on the little good things is what I really am glad that I can do. And, um, luckily such a big way. You're bettering yourself without going to college. What are some of the ways that someone who hasn't been through college can take the steps to further their career and learn? If you have the opportunity to go to college, don't waste. Go, learn, network, take every opportunity you can because there's people like me who wish they could have and would have. And if you don't, it's not the end of the world. There's plenty of people who didn't and still figure it out. If you want to and feel like you can't, keep finding a way. Keep strategizing, keep working hard, figure it out. If you want it, figure it out. There are certifications everywhere. There's companies all over the place that offer certifications. If there's a certain industry you're looking for, look into that. There's online companies everywhere offering certifications. Look for somewhere accredited. Look for somewhere that's just offering training Get yourself educated. I mean, simple stuff. Even if it's Google Analytics and things like that, being digital, whatever it is, just get some education and and get out there and get started because sitting back and worrying about it isn't getting you anywhere. So this podcast has given you the opportunity to expand your world. How has the past guests expanded your view of the business world and success? I really like this platform because it does allow us to talk to people from all over the world. And it allows us to talk to people from all over the world. So we're able to get a glimpse into the life of other people and what they're experiencing, and also what leadership looks like from all different angles. In my opinion, we can't have a real good view of the world unless we are truly taking a look at everybody's different life, everybody's different views. And I like that we can do that with this kind of platform. When you are feeling especially down, where do you find inspiration to keep going? And what advice do you have for people who are looking for inspiration to keep going? So I personally love LinkedIn. I have found an amazing group of people on there who are motivators, who are truly just trying to get their message out there. I have also heavily relied on Pinterest for just completely surrounding myself with positivity, motivational quotes, leadership quotes, things that make you happy. I also listen to a lot of podcasts, listen to a lot of motivational speakers. Brene Brown is one of my favorites. I also listen to a lot of Open Soul Talk, Tony Robbins, documentaries that are about things that make me happy. I have really spent the last six months months, just surrounding myself with music that makes me happy, TV that makes me happy, things that motivate me and keep me positive because it's really easy to get dragged down with things that are negative. 
What do you think is next? Next is, of course, interviewing and booking more guests. We want to continue to tell people's stories. We want to continue to reframe what leadership looks like and tell those stories. We are also looking to expand into YouTube. We've had a lot of requests for having a channel out there. So we are adapting and realigning and learning how to do that. We should have more information about that soon as well. So we are looking forward to getting more of that out there. My final question is, what advice would you give to your past self, whether it be your high school self or elementary school? Wow. Nice question. Don't stop fighting for yourself and for your dream and your passion because you are worth it. That's something that I don't think any kid hears enough of. They hear a lot of what do you want to be when you grow up and this is what you should do and this is what you need to be doing. But I think they just need to hear, go after what you want, keep trying and you have support. That's honestly amazing advice, and it gives me goosebumps to hear now. <laughs> Thank you for letting me interview you. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Juliana. You did a great job. I can't wait to hear your next interview. Like what you hear? Become a supporter of Leadership Requested. Subscribe to the Leadership Requested podcast, and while you're there, leave us a five-star review. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for listening and catch us next Wednesday on Leadership Requested. Your leadership has been requested. Are you ready?